Welcome to the first episode of Concordia's Changemaker Podcast. I'm Leanne Lavender, and I am a teacher at Concordia. I teach a class called Global Development Studies for high school juniors and seniors at Concordia International School, Shanghai. And I am very excited to have as our first episode for this podcast a wonderful student who is a sophomore at Concordia who really cares about sustainable food and sustainable food systems. So I'll be interviewing Yo-Yo Zhou today, and I can't wait to introduce her to you and to share her thoughts with you. And Yo-Yo is really interested in sustainable food because she believes and knows that it is connected to climate change in a very deep way. And so she's been investigating what it means to eat in a way that is more sustainable and responsible. And she's been investigating what sustainable food systems are. And so if you look online, what you're going to find is that sustainable food systems are those that deliver food security and nutrition for everybody um, in such a way that we don't sacrifice the ability for future generations to also access good, healthy food and nutrition. And so um, in terms of thinking about what it means to eat responsibly, how are we growing our food, how are we uh, processing our food, how are we transporting our food, and in what ways are we affecting the environment with the food that we are producing and eating. And so all of those questions are really important. And for Yo-Yo, one of the things that she's been really focusing on is what does it mean to be a vegetarian? What does it mean to think about moving away from red meat in particular, and particularly beef, um, as a way of reducing her own carbon footprint and as a way of, again, living in a lighter way on the planet. And so in terms of climate change, food and food systems is actually, there is a huge, has a huge bearing on climate change. And depending on what statistics you look at, um, the, the combined effect of the way that we grow process and transport our food, particularly when it comes to high impact foods like beef, um, that whole impact is actually larger, according to many sources, than, let's say, transportation. And so when we think climate change, we often think about cars, we often think about planes. And yes, indeed, we need to think about fossil fuels and what that means for climate change. But food and food systems is is a major factor as well. And in a book that just came out this past year by Jonathan Safran Foer called We Are the Weather, Changing the World Begins with What You Eat at Breakfast, he suggests in that book that there is no way that we can actually uh, resolve our climate change issues or address them in any way unless we are looking at food and food production. And so I'm really excited to introduce Yo-Yo to you here today. And without further ado, let's get into our interview. Okay, so maybe about in eighth grade, I remembered we were learning about like sustainable development goals. And I was always passionate about global warming and climate change. I thought that was a really big issue that I wanted to be more aware about and do more for. And then I think it was in one of these classes that I actually learned like the huge impact that food has on how much carbon that we like are admitting and I had no idea that this was a thing (laughs) like I when I think of carbon emissions I think about cars and factories I don't think about what I'm consuming as a person so I thought this was super interesting and I went more into it I did a bunch of my own research and I kind of found out that it's red meat that is pretty much the culprit um the biggest contributor that's coming from what we eat so uh the first thing that I did is I tried meatless Mondays And those worked out really well because the way I did it was I tried to ease myself into it. 
And I think for me, that was a really good method because it just helped me so much to keep on track. And I felt like I was actually doing something. So that was nice. Um, after Meatless Mondays, I just cut out red meat entirely. And I found that that wasn't too hard for me because um, I'm in a place in my life where it's easy for me to access protein from different places and I can afford food and everything like that. Um, after red meat, I went pescatarian. Um, I tried vegetarian for a few months, but just because of, I guess, my culture and my parents, they were like, yo, yo, you need to be eating other things. So right now I'm pescatarian. I've been pescatarian for about six months. And yeah, I've just been trying to raise more awareness, I guess, through school and different clubs and different things that I'm part of, trying to just like, I guess, get the word out that you know, we're pretty responsible as consumers and as individuals who can make these choices to educate ourselves and do more about it. That's fantastic. Oh my goodness. That's awesome. And it does have such an impact, right? On our mm -hmm. personal carbon footprint, our ecological footprint and what we eat matters so deeply. Mm -hmm. So this is yeah. so good to hear your story in that. How did you get connected with a food event that happened in Shanghai about maybe a month or six weeks ago? Mm -hmm. And can you just tell me a little bit about your journey to connect there? And then also what happened that, that night of the event? Okay. So my sister is good friends with um, this guy's name is James, and he is a graduate from SAS Pudong, and he works at a company called uh, Zero, and they produce plant-based meat. So uh, I was talking to him, like through Ifni, I met him, and we were talking about plant-based meat options and what that is doing for the environment. And he introduced us to this event called Own What You Eat. And he said, like, you guys should totally go. It's totally up your alley. I was like, that sounds amazing. So the first event we went, went to was about food waste. Um, I met some other people that I was talking to during the event. Um, one of them was Nitin, and he was kind of one of the coordinators. And then he reached out to me through James, I think, um, the n next month, because they were they do an event each month. And he was like, hey, Yo-Yo, like, we're doing this, another event on um, what to eat, what's healthy and whatnot. And we wanted to bring in, like, a soon perspective. James told me that you're really into food sustainability. like." Um, you know, if we gave you a time slot, what would you want to talk about? And so I told him, yeah, I'm really into food sustainability. And maybe I could talk about some of the outer effects of what we're eating and the impacts that we have through choosing what to eat. And he was like, yeah, that sounds great. And he gave me a time slot. And that was that. It was a really crazy experience, but it was so fun. And it was just like a really amazing experience to have. How many people were there and who else spoke that night and, uh, and, and sort of walk us through what it felt like that night and, and, and you know, what actually happened? Okay. I was actually so intimidated at first because he gave me the speaker list and it was all these adults who were like owning food stores and, you know, doing all these things like CEOs of companies that like were into nutrition and things like that. And I was like, I'm just a student. Like, what am I doing here? Um, but Nitin assured me like it would be totally fine. And I was like, okay, that made me feel a little bit better. And then, um, the event is not too like fancy, you know, it's a pretty casual event. I say there were maybe a hundred people there. Um, a lot of adults, <laughs> maybe like a few students in the crowd. I came with my sister and some of her friends. So we we're like the only students there that night, but at first I was super intimidated, but I went last. So when I was watching the presentations in the audience, I kind of just felt more comfortable. And then by the time it was like my turn to present, I was like feeling okay with it. 
That's fantastic. And you know <clears throat> that probably of all of the presentations in the evening, the adults will remember yours the most because hearing from a young person and a young activist is always so inspiring, right? I think mm-hmm. that um, the the power that you have as a young person who cares about this mm-hmm. is is probably more than than you would perceive or know, right? Which is really yeah. cool. And it was really gratifying because after like some of the adults and the other speakers were coming up to me and talking to me about it. And I was like, oh, this is so sweet. Yeah, that was really fun. They were encouraging and they'd been mm-hmm. inspired by what you had to say. Yeah. Yeah. That's so cool. Mm-hmm. Do you intend to go to more of the Own What You Eat events throughout yeah, the year? I do. I think they're all super interesting. I really enjoyed the food waste one. And I think they're going to be doing a whole event on food sustainability pretty soon. So yeah. that's fun. That's awesome. I actually just got an email too from Sheehan from Zero, mm-hmm. and uh, they've compiled a list of partners that want to actually work with student groups in this regard also. And so even mm-hmm. connecting to like some of our gym groups or GDS or something like that, mm-hmm. I think we have some possibilities there too, which would be really great. Mm-hmm. When you think about your future, I'm guessing that you'll just continue to learn more about this as you continue on with your education and your life. Do you think that sustainable food or sustainable food systems has a role to play in a career you might choose or a path you might take? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, I definitely keep the option open. I'm not completely sure what I'm doing in the future, but I definitely think that food sustainability is becoming a lot more prevalent in today's society, especially with young people. And, you know, I would love to be a part of that and like pushing healthier and more sustainable food options for like everyone that can afford it and things like that. Mm -hmm. And there are so many careers opening up in this Mm -hmm. field. I mean, you even think about the innovation required to create a plant-based meat alternative mm-hmm. and what that looks like and uh, the science behind it, the research behind it. And then of course, all of the entrepreneurial aspects around mm-hmm. it too, but there's just so many options, right? Which is so great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wonderful. Okay. If you were to tell me what you would think is the greatest or most impactful experience you've had so far in terms of mm-hmm. uh, your journey with sustainable food, what would it be? Mm-hmm. Oh, this is a tough one. I think the I think the Own What You Eat event was probably one of the most impactful for me because it was just like crazy to see how many people actually cared about it. And then for me to be able to present there was really insane. And then listening to the other presentations again, like I just was learning so much and I was so grateful that I had found that community to do so in. And then, you know, just like talking to everyone after the presentations um, just really helped me see like people care about this and it is like a big thing and I can make an impact. So that was really fun for me. And then, you know, I've also learned like a lot of really impactful things along the way, not only through research and like, you know, me having to explain to my own parents why I'm doing this, but also like reading. I read the Eating Animals book and I, I like I found it insane like I had no idea like factory farming was what it is and it was so crazy to me and it just made me all the more motivated to kind of keep doing what I'm doing and to spread that awareness right like mm-hmm. so many people have no idea mm-hmm. and so I think when it comes to food I, I think there's that kind of uh disconnect that people have Mm -hmm. in this contemporary context. Mm -hmm. You know, they go to the grocery store or they order in their food. Mm -hmm. They have no idea where that food comes from. They have no idea the conditions in which it's being raised or grown. Mm -hmm. And so factory farming is one of those things that I think once people learn about it, it's a huge shock, right? Mm -hmm. To imagine that this is what you've been consuming all of these years. Especially because a lot of times we don't want to think about it really. Like our food is our food. We like to just think it comes from the grocery store. But in reality, when you really learn about it, it's kind of hard to digest and kind of think like, 
I don't know, like how ethical, like how much suffering should I be tolerating to eat what I want to eat? Yes. And it sounds like you've been successful in finding protein alternatives, because I know this is one thing for people who aren't really uh, knowledgeable about vegetarianism or veganism. One of the first concerns you'll hear people raise is, oh, my goodness, but how will I get my protein, right? How can I be healthy? And indeed, of course, protein is a very important part of our diet. Um, but it, it sounds like you've been really successful in saying, OK, I'm going to be an informed vegetarian or pescatarian. I'm going to know what I'm eating and where my protein is coming from and that that's been successful for you. Yeah. Yeah, it has been. At first, my parents were like pretty against me doing anything with my diet. They were like, you're still growing. Like, how will you get the nutrients you need? And so that is actually what made me do even more research to get into it. So it honestly just helped me be better informed and then to inform my parents like, hey, I'm not doing this like in a dumb way. You know, I'm doing my research. I'm looking at the facts. I'm looking at the science. And I figured out a way that works for me. And I'm like, I feel healthier than ever. So, yeah. Mm. Yes, that's so true, right? And also the, the options keep expanding. I mean, I think mm -hmm. about Zero with the plant-based meat product they have mm -hmm. that's the ground pork. It's so versatile. Mm -hmm. You can do so much with it. And, mm -hmm. and there's just more and more products like that coming out all of the time, mm -hmm. making it easy for vegetarians and vegans to still make sure they're getting a lot of protein. Thanks for listening to this first episode of the Concordia Changemaker podcast. I hope that you've been intrigued by the ideas that Yo-Yo has presented today and that you might find time to look into sustainable food and sustainable food systems a little bit more to learn more and to think about our food and how what we eat impacts climate change. Thanks again for listening and stay tuned for episode two.